Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, gang. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you for every day, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for everything that you've created, Lord, and we just thank you that you created us in your likeness and your image, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you give us your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that way we can truly be like you, Lord, and can walk in the straight and narrow, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our series on the Lord's house. And we are continuing, still, discussing creation and life in the garden and understanding the original pattern design the Lord had for dwelling with man and the reasons for that. All right? Okay. So okay. I, we're going to reread Genesis 2, verses 4 through 25. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, I promise. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created, and the day that the Lord God, the Lord God made the heavens and the, the earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good to, for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now water went out of Eden into the, to water the garden, and from, from there it parted and became four river, river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. Pishon. It is. It is the one that skirts the whole land of, Hav, Hav, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Budilium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second is Gihon. It is the one that goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third is Hedekel. It is the one that goes towards the east of Assyria. The fourth river is Euphrates. Then the Lord took the, ma- the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may safely eat, but of the garden of knowledge, knowledge and good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day you shall eat of it you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that a man should be alone, that man should be alone. I'll make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air 
and brought them to Adam to see what he called them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But, Adam, but for Adam, there was not help, found a helper compar comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in his place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, from man, he put into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she is taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they are both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Amen. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, as is our custom, I want to open the floor to each of you to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you. Right? And there were some, I'll say this, well, and of course, you can ask any questions that you want. Um, there were some questions that were asked yesterday, and we're not going to cover those yet. When we get to chapter 3, we will go into those in, in detail. All right. Okay. So. Yes, and I challenged everybody to go look and see if you can't find some answers yourself. Amen. Before we get to it. Amen. Um, but there's still lots to discuss here. So, um, at this time, who wants to to lead the charge, as it were, and sharing what the Holy Spirit speaking ministering to you? Okay, I will. All right, I promise. So first, the Lord is talking to me about verse, where is it? Verse 21, where it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from, the man, from man, he put into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And also, we'll include... Verse 18, where it says, The Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Okay. And so, the Lord was first talking to me about verse 22 and how the Lord made sure he closed up the where he brought the rib out. And how the Lord, he was being thorough. He didn't go, oh, I, a couple of hours later, oh, Adam, I forgot to close up your side. And so he made sure that Adam would have a helper compar comparable to him and Eve would have a helper comparable to him. And then the Lord is talking to me about verse 18 where it says, The Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And how the Lord didn't say, I can just make some out of dirt anyway. He made, he made woman... Because we were talking about two devotionals ago, how the Lord could he could see everything and how he made he was making way for Jesus to come in. Mm -hmm. Because if it was just Adam, there would be no Jesus. Well, I don't know about that, sir, because he always existed. Did I mean inside the flesh? Okay, that makes more sense. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. What else? And then the Lord's talking to me about, I noticed inside of chapter 1 where it says, 
bit. Where is it? And verse 27 where it says, So in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Okay. And how I was asking the Lord, how come he said male and female when Eve wasn't made already? And Lord, and Lord was, he said that when he had said that, he, he was also talking about before Eve was made, he was talking about he knew Eve was going to be going to be made. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that Adam and Eve were inside one person at that moment. It's mm. interesting. That's a good point there, sir. What else? From anyone? Or, or do you have more, sir? I have more. Oh, well, please continue. It's in verse 25 where it says, And they are both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. And the Lord reminded me of David when they brought, to the, brought the ark to Jerusalem, I believe. Okay. When they brought the ark to Jerusalem and how his wife, McCall? Yes, Mm hmm. What about her? McCall, she said, How. How glorious is the king and his splendor as as one who uncovers himself like base fellow? So she mocked him. Yes. And so, so there was sarcasm. She was mocking him. And where he was rejoicing before the Lord in his ark. Mm. Yes. And how the Lord is talking to me about how that should how we should be like that today. When we're worshiping the Lord, we should say, Lord, I can't do that. That's just weird. But we should leave, we should open ourselves for the Lord. Mm, okay. Yes, unashamed, right? Yes. But you know why Adam and Eve were unashamed, really, though, right? They weren't perverted. They had no belly buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't get it, huh? I no. They I weren't born. They had no umbilical cord. They were created by God. It was it was a joke. Gosh, that went over terrible, didn't it? Yes. Ugh. <laughs> uh. It's all right. It's all yeah. right. You, you've never heard that before? No. no. You Have you, John? I, I have, yes. Yeah. yeah. I have. Oh, well. But no, no, no. no it's, it's but it was interesting to, th- I mean, to think about it, even in their perfection. What, did they have a belly button? I mean, it was, well, I'm sure uh, they did. Not that we should debate it here, but just, it's just uh, neat things to think about and contemplate and meditate on God's word and see what he says for you for all things. I, I would state that they, they did because... If, he, if the Lord, when he created everything, it was good. It was suitable for its purpose, which means it lacked nothing. If he had to go in and add a part or a feature, it means it wasn't created good or perfect. So I would say that they didn't have them. But clearly, you know, how it looked, it's, you know, it was between them and the Lord and, right, and all those things. But um, bring up a great point, actually both you and Promise. And that's about the naked and unashamed. And this has come up multiple times. Right? And we have to understand a few things. Right? Um, But actually, if we could go to Job. And, And of course, this is talking about the prophetic word that... Well, sorry, the, the being naked and unashamed. We'll start there, right? Mm. 
But it also goes into the prophetic word, spoken. Because you see similarities and we're looking for in this patterns and how the Lord designs things, right? Um, so in Genesis, Adam says, this is now flesh of my bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should call, be called woman because she was taken out of man. And therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And then it says, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Job one twenty one says what? Naked. Oh, go promise. Oh, thank you, Layla. Mm-hmm. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then, what does the next verse say? And all of this, Job did not sin nor charge God with God was wrong. Mm, okay. Now, it's a very interesting thing to say, right? Yes. Um, and of course, we're going to get into this more with chapter three. But when it says the Lord had not found something, well, actually, we'll cover this first. Forgive me. Um, it said they were naked and unashamed. Is there not scripture that says that when we stand before him, he sees everything? Yes. yes. There's nothing that can be hidden from him, right? Yes. yes. Okay. And I'll let you research where that is, right? But there's nothing that can be hidden from him. Uh, it said, if I made my bed in Sheol, you would be there, right? Yes. Yes. So, of course, when he sees us, and he always sees us because he's everywhere. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. And he is sovereign. Being, and we've said it here on this podcast before, being in his presence exposes everything. All our faults, our flaws, our weaknesses. He sees it all. Right? Now, also, when it comes to Adam and woman, they were naked and, and it says, not ashamed. What, and we covered this in, when we were talking about the law of the temple, right? Why, what reason will we have to be ashamed? No reason? Uh, because you know what you're... The Lord points out your iniquity to you, and you're saying, oh, so wait. He, so your sin. Yes. Because of your sin. Isn't that exactly what we just covered with Job? In all this, he did not sin or blame God. Right? Yes. Okay. But also, he's saying something else. Naked I came from a mother's womb. Well, Adam and woman did not have a mother that they came from. Right? Yes. Yes. But he says, a man shall leave his father and mother. And then Job says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return there. So, he, what, he, what is being discussed is the heavenly community in Job, right? And we, we talked about this in a few of our previous podcasts, how the, 
point of what the Lord designed the earth for was to dwell with men, but it's also a choosing ground for us to choose whom we will serve, the Lord or the evil one, Satan or Lucifer, right? Yes. Or I'll say Satan, the adversary. Who will we serve? And so there is a choosing ground. That's what this is for. And we have to decide what we'll do, all right? Now, we already kind of covered those scriptures where it's communicated. And for further, I'll say, understanding, we have, uh, there is a, another podcast and even a blog post called Understanding the Will of the Lord and Operating in the Will of the Lord. And I would encourage the listeners to listen or read both of those, um, but especially the Understanding the Will of the Lord so we can get a, a better understanding of the point and purpose of what we're doing here on this earth. Right? Yes. And what the Lord is doing, what the, uh, the overview of the plan is. Right? Like it says yes. in Habakkuk, write down the vision, make it plain so that those that read it can run. Right? So we all need to come into that, that understanding. And I don't want to rehash those, those teachings here in exacting detail. Right? It's there. But understanding the what he's doing there, right? This is a choosing ground yes. for us. Either we're going to serve the Lord fully and re-enter the heavenly community, or we're not. But that's our choice individually to make, which is also why in Job 2, right, his wife tells him to curse God and die, Right? Why don't you just curse God and die, she says. And he says, you speak as a foolish woman. Uh, that's Job 2, verse 10. You speak as a foolish woman speaks. Should we accept from God only good and not adversity? And all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Right? Now, yes. something else I want to point out in discussing Genesis. And, and you brought this out when he says, hey, the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. One to help him do the work that he was called to do. Not the naming. That was his unique role, right? Yes. yes. But the tending and keeping. And we he again, the Lord communicates this to us in various, at various times and in various ways. Ecclesiastes 4.12. Actually, can you read, I'll say verse 11 and 12. I'm going to volunteer to read that. I will. All right, I promise. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand them. And three, and a threefold cord is not cord is not quickly broken. Hmm. Absolutely. So there is a a bigger part here, right? Yes. Yes. We we are looking at the first marriage. 
right? In this, the Lord created woman and sent her to Adam, suitable for her purpose, which was to be comparable to him, right? To help him tend and keep. We were talking in the previous podcast about um, remaining, right? The point and purpose the Lord had was to remain with him, right, in the garden. Yes. It was never intended for them to go out and in, but it was to remain there. And we talked about we have to choose every day to remain with the Lord and in his presence and in his sight. Um, Ephesians 4, 3 says this way, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Don't we see that with with both Adam and woman? We will see it more in the next chapter. But especially with Job, they say something very similar. All right, naked I came from, mother's womb, naked I'll return there. Right? I brought nothing into this earth. Right? Yes. The Lord fashioned me in the womb. Also denoting that he will return to the Lord and to the heavenly community. But he encourages his wife, right? They're walking together. Now, they have their own individual walk before the Lord, as we all do. But he, the Lord, joined them, right? A three, a threefold core is not easily broken. They had a relationship with each other, and they both had their own relationship with the Lord. The Lord being in the midst, right? Yes. They walked, and we'll, we'll get into that, with him in the cool of the day. Right? Yes. yes. The whole point and purpose is our trust, reliance, and dependence on the Lord. We talked about that with Adam. We talked about that even with Jesus. Living, even though he was not in the garden, he was. He lived his life out as if he was in the garden. Right? Yes. And of course we have to do it in this way, and I say it for this reason. We, we have read, finished off with some scriptures yesterday. Right? Yes. From Acts 17. Um, Actually, could someone turn to there and read that section? I believe it was 23. I'm getting there myself. I'm there. You have the section we read yesterday, sir? Yes. Would you mind reading it? You're at the right place, promise. Go ahead. Oh, what verse was I supposed 22. To? Uh, that's when he begins. 24 through 27. Okay. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor does he worship with men's, ha- with men's hands, as though he need anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And though he made from one blood every nation of man to dwell in all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Mm -hmm. So let's notice a, a few things here, right? The Lord did not create, and even in the job that he gave, Adam, the special unique role that he gave Adam. 
He did not need Adam to do those things. Right? It says it right there. He doesn't need help from any one of us. He created the earth and and the heavens and the earth. He created and made them all by himself. But what does he he do? One, again, let's recognize that this is the choosing ground. Right? But also, he allows us to participate with him. This is an opportunity for us. Right? Yes. No, he doesn't need us to do the to do the job. But he gives us the opportunity to come in alignment with him and his plan and to demonstrate his love back to him. His love that he first gave us back to him. Just uh, that brings an interesting thought. Um, yes, brother. So as a parent, mm-hmm. uh, people that are parents could relate, pardon me if you're not, but you'll still get it, right? So um, especially as fathers, what do we do when we bring our children alongside us, especially doing a task? Is it easier for us or harder for us to do the task with the child's help? <laughs> Absolutely harder. It's always a, a harder ways. Why do we bring the child alongside of us to help in that task? So they can learn to do the things and, and, and the lessons and the instruction well, that they are going to need. Partly we believe that what we have is worthy for them to have to have a fulfilled life, right? Absolutely, yes. And it's needed to equip them, and it actually becomes a form of emulation of us as well, too. They carry mm-hmm. forth the things that we've taught them, and hopefully as they propagate, they carry them forth to their children. And are able to, I'll say replicate it, but it's, it's really a demonstration, but they are reproducing. In kind. Yeah, right, right, right. So so it matters. Yes, it, this, is, this is the relationship though, that God seeks with us. That's why, as you said, he didn't need Adam for any of this. No. He chose exactly. to allow him to participate, which certainly would have been, I don't want to say it was difficult for the Lord, but I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, although it had to speak, it was done. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> you know, we're still thousands of years in it, and working towards our maturation to become Christ-like and, and truly uh, bless the Lord as being his true children. That's it. But in there, what do we see? We see his grace, or his love, his grace, and his mercy displayed in our lives. Because he, he knew, he already knew what was going to happen. He, knew, he called the end from the beginning, right? which is why I bring up the point of what's the Lord doing? And this is a choosing ground, right, to, so for us to be able to re-enter the heavenly community blameless, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, and demonstrating all that he's taught us, right, and all that he intended for us to do. So if, so if we call the end from the beginning, that means that it's the same all the way throughout, which is why you know, when we're discussing the Lord's house, whether you want to look at it on, on the earth or you want to look at it in the heavenlies, Right in the heavenly community, the the pattern is the same. There's there's no difference, whether it's now, or when we re-enter the heavenly community. There's still work to be done. There's, right? I mean, let's look at even the angels. There's no oh, well, I don't, Lord, I don't feel like doing that today. I know you you're asking me to do that. It's immediate. They just go and do it. Right? Isn't that just yes. like a child? Whatever that's its parent father or thing you brought up father out but whatever the parents tell it to do it just believes that's that's the truth and it's going to do it it's only when we grow 
and grow apart if we allow that to happen, right? If the child allows yes. it to happen, they don't rule over it. Creating distance and separation in the relationship between the parents and the child, that then you see a, a different will emerge in wanting different things. That separation, if you will, occurs. And there's a lack of trust. Right? Yes. Okay. So let's recognize those things. Because that was never the intention of the Lord. Not at all. He intended for us to remain with him. Right? Yes. Always to be for, forever, continually, eternally before him. So it matters for us. So we, we have to recognize and understand those things so we can fully come in. I'll say in this way, understanding who the Lord is so we can fully come in and be before him naked and unashamed. And we can only do that because there's no iniquity. There's no faults. There's no flaws. We're without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And of course, it could only have been done ever through through Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. But the Lord already knew that, which is why he's showing us the pattern here first. All right? Yes. And of course, there's lots more to cover. But we're going to pause there for today. And um, we're going to dig in more and deeper into the Lord's house and into the pattern that he started even here in the garden on the next episode, all right? Okay, okay. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today, for being able to be cleansed from all our unrighteousness, Lord, and being able to stand before you and in your presence with our heads held high, Lord, and our shoulders back. And God, we just thank you for your generosity that you show towards us as humans, Lord, and the patience and the long-suffering that you show towards us, Lord. And I just thank you for the blessings that you're pouring out on our partners and our listeners, Lord, that you are blessing them and that you're keeping them in this world, Lord, not taking them out, but not letting the evil one touch them, Lord, and to steal from them and destroy, Lord. And we just thank you for the goodness that you're showing towards them, Lord, and the goodness that you're showing towards us as well, God. And we thank you for those that are coming into the Lord jesus and we just thank you for their salvation and their the harvesting of their souls god that they open their eyes and they turn their hearts to you lord so we just thank you for that today in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.